Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 149, Homemade Turkey Callers. And I am your host and the guy who is just giddy about college football season starting. I know, I know you guys on the left, excuse me, on the West Coast are going to say, well, season started last week when Stanford played. But that wasn't a real football game. That was a curb stomping. And I'm expecting some real football over the next four days. And so I am pretty pumped up about that. I've already told my wife that my schedule for Saturday looks a lot like me sitting in my chair in the living room with a remote control in my hand, cold adult beverages in the cooler beside my chair, crumbs from all sorts of salty snacks laying on and around me, and probably at some point during the day, my eyeballs rolled back into my head. I am pretty pumped up about college football season starting, maybe because I know that it leads to the start of fall, the start of deer season, the end of the year, first of the year, the end of deer season, and then shortly thereafter, turkey season. And I just made about six and a half months fly by because we are really 196 days, nine hours, three minutes, and 20 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. I've got what I think is a pretty cool episode for you guys today where I'm going to talk about some DIY turkey collars or homemade turkey collars. As you guys have likely learned about me over the course of the summer, I enjoy doing things myself and I'm pretty cheap except when it comes to turkey hunting. If you've listened to all of the episodes over the past two months, then you know that I have painted half of the exterior of my house, re-landscaped my front yard, which included felling a large oak tree in the front yard. I've also limbed up several trees in the backyard and one huge oak tree in the front yard. I have stained the inside and outside of my privacy fence. I've replaced some rotten fascia and soffit and properly rehung the gutter so that it actually drains out of the downspout instead of out of the middle of the run of the gutter. I've built a screen in the backyard to screen the area underneath my deck from my pool deck. 
I have sanded and repainted the iron railing on the front porch, built feeders from 55-gallon plastic drums, and the list goes on and on. I guess I enjoy working with my hands so much because I work with my brain so hard Monday through Friday that working with my hands keeps my mind on the project at hand instead of the Monday through Friday job, which, by the way, is one of the reasons that I really love turkey hunting. And it could be that I enjoy doing those things because I enjoy the reward of seeing the project completed and enjoying the result afterwards as well. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say most likely the reason that I enjoy doing all of that is a combination of what I just mentioned. And to kind of switch gears a little bit, but still get to point B, I have a friend who enjoys primitive archery hunting. And before turkey season started last spring, he asked me for some turkey wing feathers for arrow fletching because he has a friend who likes to make his own arrows by hand and, of course, fletch them by hand as well. And I actually saved the wings for him from the Merriam's turkey that I killed in Arizona this past May. I saved the entire wings, not just the feathers, because I really didn't have time after I killed that turkey to fool with removing the feathers from the wings. So... I just threw the wings in my suitcase when we started to head back. Then when I got home, I grabbed them and threw them in the freezer. When I gave him the wings, I apologized for giving him the entire wing. And his reply kind of surprised me. He said not to worry because he has a friend that he can give the wing bones to to make wing bone turkey collars. Well, that got my mind to spinning about doing a show on how to make a wing bone turkey collar from the actual wing bones of a wild turkey. The problem is, I've never done that myself before, and I can't fake it with you guys. So I started looking on YouTube at making wing bone calls, and that's where the idea for today's show came from homemade turkey calls because not only did I find videos on how to make wing bone turkey collars, but I found videos on how to make all sorts of different types of turkey collars from all sorts of different types of materials. So I thought it might be kind of fun to talk about some of those. And the truth is we can make our own homemade turkey calls out of a vast array of materials. But some items are more popular and widely used than others, probably because they actually sound more like a wild turkey than other materials. Most of those more popular turkey call making materials are also easier to work with, more widely available, and they don't require special tools like woodworking or metalworking tools to make wooden pots, boxes, strikers, or the frame for a diaphragm turkey collar. Most of the collars I saw videos of on YouTube were collars that I had seen or heard of before, but a couple of them were not. So today's show is for us DIYers who want to build a very inexpensive but effective turkey call ourselves without much effort or experience, and who want the reward and satisfaction of maybe calling in a hen or gobbler this fall with a call that we've made ourselves. So this is how I'm going to run through these callers because I haven't tried to make all of these myself yet. 
And actually, before I started doing my research for this episode, I haven't tried to make any of these collars yet. But in watching the videos on YouTube, I was inspired. And I felt like I needed to jump out there and try to make one or two of these. I'm going to explain a little bit about each homemade collar, what type of commercially made collar it is most similar to, and the YouTube video that I think does a decent job of showing us how to make that type of collar. So first up is a pill bottle turkey collar. So the pill bottle turkey collar is just really what it sounds like. It is a pill bottle. Now, ideally, and my limited experience in making this type of collar now, today, ideally we would want to make that actual collar out of a pill bottle. Now, I made mine out of a very thin plastic over-the-counter pain reliever bottle. And I don't think it sounds very good. I think that the thicker plastic walls of an actual prescription pill bottle would make this call sound better than using, say, an ibuprofen container or something like that. Now, this type of call resembles what a lot of people, the old timers, call snuff cans and what most people call a tube call or a tube type of call. And the way that the pill bottle turkey collar is made is that half of the top of that pill bottle is cut and removed. Then latex from either a latex glove or even a condom could be used or you can actually buy pieces or strips of latex online that are made for turkey collars. You could do that. Now in addition to cutting half of the top of that pill bottle out, we're also going to cut the bottom of the pill bottle completely off and then we're going to take the latex and we're going to cover that half opening in the top of the pill bottle. We're going to secure that piece of latex in place with a rubber band. And we have a turkey collar. So here's what mine sounds like. I am not happy with the sound of it, like I said. But I also haven't practiced with it much. I haven't experimented with maybe doubling up the latex over the opening to make it a two-read type of call, which would completely change the sound of it. But I really think that the thin, flexible plastic in this peel bottle takes away from the sound quality that's coming from this call. But here's what it sounds like. So it's not terrible, and I think it has a really decent key key. Now, I literally just made this about two hours ago, and I have really not even practiced on it. That is really probably the third time that I've blown that collar. So I have a feeling if I tinker around with that collar a little bit, I could actually make that into a decent sounding collar that I could seriously used to call in a wild turkey. Now, just to give you a comparison, here is a real tube call that I purchased several years ago, and the latex on it dry rotted, and I replaced it before this spring. 
but just to give you an idea or give you a comparison, this is also a plastic tube with a piece of latex over it, but here's what it sounds like. I know a lot of you listening to the show are much, much better turkey callers than I am. And you also are much more proficient at calling with a tube type call than I am. But that kind of gives you an idea of what a pill bottle call could sound like. So you may want to try to make your own tube type call out of a pill bottle. And if so, then I highly recommend you go watch one of the videos on YouTube. One of them that I watched was called The Pill Bottle Turkey Call by Meat Man Gary. M-E-A-T-M-A-N-G-A-R-Y. So go to YouTube, check out that video, and take five minutes to build yourself a tube-type collar out of a pill bottle. The second type of homemade collar is a soda can turkey collar. Now, I prefer to call mine a beer can turkey collar because I don't drink sodas. They're really bad for you, and beer is not. Now, this type of call requires you to have a, you got it, soda can or a beer can, and you're going to cut the bottom of the can, the empty can, off and Fold the edges of the aluminum can inside and up against the inside of the bottom of the can. Then you're going to take some sandpaper and scratch up the underside of the can. And once you get that surface conditioned, then you take a striker, one of your strikers, or you can make your own, and you're going to cup the bottom of that can in your hand and your hand is going to make the pot part of that call, and this is basically an aluminum pot and peg call. Now, I've not tried it yet, but I have a feeling that I will Saturday while I watch football because I should have plenty of cans laying around. Now, I have no reason to believe that this will not work and sound pretty good. It sounds pretty good in the video on YouTube. And if you want to check out that video and how to make it, the video is called Pop Can Turkey Call by Buck N Beards Outdoors. That's B-U-C-K-S, the letter N, B-E-A-R-D-S, Outdoors. Bucks and Beards Outdoors. So go check out that video and cut open an empty aluminum can, fold it up, and see if you can make some beautiful turkey sounds with it. All right, so the third type of homemade collar that I want to talk about is the ink pen turkey collar. Now, I never thought about this one, nor had I ever heard of it before, but I have zero doubt that it will work. It is simply an ink pen with the guts removed and the fat end of the cylinder opened up. So, I'm sitting here looking at the official Turkey Hunter Podcast ink pen. And as you can hear, it is a click style pen it is a hub H-U-B pen. This is a promotional item that I've gotten from someone. And it has his company name, his phone number, and email address on it. So let me see. I'm going to see if I can take this thing apart. 
well, there go parts everywhere. But it is a part now, and I'm going to leave the end of the pin where the writing part of the refill that goes inside the pin comes out when you click it. So you click it from the top of the pin, and the roller part of that refill comes out the bottom of the pin, and that's what you use to write with. So I've got this now empty shell of an ink pen, and I'm going to blow through the call first because if there's something in there, I don't want to suck it into my lungs. And I just looked inside the pen. There's nothing in the pen now. So this type of collar is basically a trumpet style turkey collar. And what I'm going to do is put the unopened or smallest opening end of this pen in the corner of my mouth and make a kind of a kissing sound and see if we can make a turkey sound come out of the shell of an ink pen. That's actually not terribly bad. I've got another pen here in the drawer of my desk. Let me get that out just to see how this does. We'll do another quick experiment here. So this is a big, fat, huge, heavy, actually is made out of some sort of metal pen. So take this part. I have pulled the end of the pen off. I am taking out the guts of the pen. Let me blow through the small opening where the roller ball comes out. Just to clear it, make sure there's nothing in there. And let's try this one and see what it sounds like. That one sounds okay. I don't know that it really sounds any better than the first one. Put these pins back together so I can actually write here. But I could see where this actually could call a turkey in. It's not a very loud call, but there again, a commercially made trumpet call is not a very loud call either. So I've got both of these pins put back together. So let me grab my commercially made trumpet call and we'll do a quick comparison here. So there's the commercially made trumpet call, and this thing is, size-wise, is probably two to three inches longer than these ink pens, and I think that it sounds better. But there again, I have practiced with the commercially made trumpet caller more than I have practiced with the ink pens. So it may not be a bad idea, you know. You keep an ink pen in your turkey hunting vest so that you can fill out a tag then you may be able to use that ink pen to soft call that turkey in the last five or ten yards that you need to get him in range so that you can then turn around and use that ink pen to fill that tag out so i think that if you experimented and tinkered around with some ink pens you could probably find one that sounded pretty good and that would work in a pinch if you needed to. So the video on YouTube that you may want to check out is called number four. It's called the pound sign or as the millennials know it the hashtag sign. 
number four ink pen turkey call by wake up turkey calls so go check that one out when you get a few minutes now this next one i actually did know about i have never done it never tried it i can see where it definitely would work but it is a coffee stirrer or drink straw turkey collar. And it's basically the same concept as the ink pen. You're just using a coffee stirrer or a drink straw instead of the shell of the ink pen. And it just functions like a trumpet style call, just like the ink pen does. So if you want to check that out, then go to YouTube and look for Hunting's Still a Sport video and i think it's called drink straw turkey call check that one out and let me know your thoughts the young man that put that video on youtube i think is actually pretty humorous so the next turkey collar that we're going to talk about is the wingbone turkey collar and it's probably safe to say that this is one of if not the original turkey collars invented it is just what it sounds like it is. It's made from three of the actual wing bones of wild turkeys. I'm not even going to attempt to explain how to make the call because, because the video explaining how to make this type of collar is the best way of learning how to do it. I recommend watching How to Make a Wing Bone Turkey Call by the Backwoodsman's Institute. The video is about 16 minutes long, but it gives good info and description. Also, I don't know if this is true or not, but I have been told that hen wingbones make better wingbone turkey collars than gobbler wingbones. Like I said, I don't know how true that is, but what can it hurt to make you a female turkey collar? So the last type of collar that I have for you, the last type of homemade collar, is a turtle shell turkey collar. And this is basically a pot and peg collar. The trick with this type of collar is getting the turtle shell clean and attaching the calling surface to the turtle shell. There's a great video of how to do that by Red Dog Bushcraft, and it's called Turtle Shell Turkey Call. Now, Red Dog Bushcraft paints his turtle shell a flat black after he gets it bleached and cleaned. But like one of his commenters on the video said, I think staining the shell or using linseed oil would really make one of those collars a beautiful collar that you would be proud to pass down to your children when they take up the sport of turkey hunting. So there are a few types of homemade turkey collars for you guys to make and practice with before your fall or spring season begins. I'm pretty sure that any of the types of collars that I talked about today can call in a wild turkey if we practice enough and become proficient in using the collar. Now I'm not saying take all of your commercially made turkey collars and throw them away. And I'm not saying don't buy any more commercially made turkey collars because I think that other than the turtle shell turkey collar and the wing bone turkey collar, most of these homemade turkey collars are not going to produce the quality of turkey sound that we're looking for. Minus that pill bottle turkey collar because I really believe the pill bottle turkey collar can make a very good sound good enough to consistently call in wild turkeys but think about how much more 
it will mean to kill a turkey with a collar that you made by hand, especially if that collar is something a bit more substantial than a coffee stirrer. Because I could see where that wingbone turkey collar and the turtle shell turkey collar are collars that can be passed down from generation to generation. Now, if you're driving and you want me to email the links to these videos to you, I'll be happy to do that. All you need to do is text the word COLLARVID, that's C-A-L-L-E-R-V as in Victor, I-D as in dog, COLLARVID to the number 44222. And I will send the links to those videos right on over to you to keep you from having to look those up on your own. And that's all that I've got for you guys today. But before I cut you guys loose for the week, I have one favor to ask of you this week. If you haven't already done so, please type in Hurricane Harvey PayPal into a Google search. Pick one of the four charities that PayPal has on that site, either Direct Relief, American Red Cross, Save the Children, or Team Rubicon, and make a donation to help the flood victims in Texas and Louisiana. There are so many people that can use our help, and even a $10 donation can make a difference, because that $10 donation, if you make it through PayPal's fundraiser site that I just gave you, that $10 donation that you make will actually be a $20 donation. eBay, who owns PayPal, will match your donation this week. They're matching donations made up to $250,000 for each of those four charities on that website. Now, their site allows us to pick one of those four charities to make our donation to. We can actually make a donation to each of those four charities if we want to but it is a great way for us to help twice as much as we comfortably can help. And we all want to do some good, but wouldn't it be great to do twice the good? And by the way, PayPal does not charge a processing fee to those charities if you make it through that site. So you should be able to find that very easily by doing a Google search for PayPal Hurricane Harvey. And I know that the people in Texas and Louisiana who are suffering right now would be very appreciative of that. So that is my one favor that I'm asking of you guys this week. And I'm signing off. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices and I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.